Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Morning with Jeff Bond. My name is Jeff Bond and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate every single one of you uh, who is listening and taking time out of their little day to put on my voice into their heads. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, it's been it's been a bit it's been a week. I think I, I'm only doing one episode this week. Scheduling issues, busy life, it happens. But the aim is still getting as many out there as possible. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've been I've been on again, off again. But we're here. We're here. We're now. We're we're present. I don't have any presents for you. I guess this is my present for you, is this podcast. So let's rip on into it. Um, as you can probably tell by the uh, the, the cover art, the, the cover art, the, the title, everything surrounding this episode. This episode's all about survival of just surviving, how to survive. Um, I'm going to teach you guys some real important life lessons, teach you how to, about to get out of survival scenarios, how to survive when uh, all, all hope is lost. It's all about surviving in this one, and as someone who is a 21 and thinks that they have all the life experience they need to get through things, I'm going to be teaching you all the, 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 the things that you guys need to know to get out of any situation alive. Uh, no... <laughs> Um, although I have been in a weird amount of situations that have been a bit, um, bit freaky, uh, more than, more than I've called every single emergency service. Um, and that's survival tip number one, I guess, is get fucking help, uh, help, get help, uh, call, uh, triple zero. This is the genuine part. If there's any ever, if the, if you're any, ever in a survival situ- situation, um, be sure to, uh, sorry, the beat my be real, it's be real time. It's be real, and I'm just gonna take my be real. It's a really fun app, and and and, and I just ooh, I almost was late. I was almost late on my be real, but I just got it on time, and that's how I had to survive. I'm literally in the middle of recording, uh, and 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 if you guys know me, you will hear that this has happened. Um, I like be real. Be real is a really fun app. I recommend you getting it. Um, it's a really f- it's an interesting time. Um, I, I, rec- I recommend it. It's fun to see. Like, when I first heard about Re- Be Real, I was like, ooh, that sounds invasive. Um, but now that I've got it and I'm, I, I thought about it a bit more, I was like, that's actually really cool. So basically, it's an app where it sends you a notification at a random time every day. And at that time, at, at the time that it, it sends a notification, you, you have to take a photo of, from your front camera and your back camera. So it's like a selfie and a picture of what you're doing and it's like to it's it's to, you can't it's hard to fake you can't fake a be real because it tells all your friends if you're late uh as well and i think i just got on on time um but yeah i recommend getting that app and then adding all your friends this isn't this isn't promoted this isn't about survival this is literally what's happening right here right now uh but yeah uh, get the app it's really fun it's really fun it's really silly i i, I enjoy it um but yeah, what else? What was I talking about? I was talking calling triple zero. Um, or if you're in America, nine one one. Although if you do dial nine one one in Australia by accident, because our media is inundated with American influence and Western, uh, it pushes, it it pushes uh, the Western culture. Um, kids do dial nine one one by accident, and we're not going to be patched through to California or anything like that. It just automa- If you're an Australian, you dial 911, it will automatically redirect you to triple zero. 
I've never dialed 911. Oh, I don't actually know if I've dialed 911. Uh, I've dialed triple zero at least, maybe one of them. I've called the Australian Emergency Services, each one of them. I've called I've called the police, I've called the ambulance, and I've called a fire truck. It's very fun. It, I'm, I'm surrounded by uh-oh situations. Um... They never involve me. Well, they t- they involve me, but like I'm you, I'm I've never been, I've never been the one in need of those any of those three things. I'm kind of a bit lucky. I'm people recently have said I'm like I'm like an omen. If you've seen if you've seen the movie Om the Omen, I'm kind of like the little boy in the little suit, being like I'm the spawn of Satan, and everyone around me will get injured. Um, that's that's not. Like, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a correlation, not a causation. I'm, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping it's correlation, not causation, because that would be a little bit unfortunate. I would not like that to be the case. It's just the, the way that life has happened and, and the luck, the luck of the draw. Um, I'll, I'll get into more details of those later, but, um, first and foremost, this episode is called How to Survive. Um, so I will be teaching you, if you've seen, if you've ever seen the Bear Grylls series, there's this Bear Grylls series, it's just like, I don't know if it's actually called How to Survive, but I know it is just about Bear Grylls as being like, and here's what to do if you're going down a hill and your brakes fail, and, or, (laughs) there was one episode where it was like, it was like a How to Survive, it was How to Survive, and it's like How to Survive, a volcano attack, well, no, 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 I don't know, do volcanoes attack? A volcano eruption, and then he goes into like, I don't know if he goes into it, but there's a lot of Bear Grylls things where he just goes like, how to survive being on a desert island, I guess. Um, but there was one episode of that show that was like, how to survive a blackout, which is mm, interesting. <laughs> and he went through like, make sure to keep one eye closed, uh, use your hands so you don't won't run your head into anything. Any, they like put Bear Grylls into like a blackout environment where they just basically locked him in a, like a, like a garage and just turned all the lights off, which I th- I found I found it really funny that Bear Grylls, the the guy that jumps out of helicopters for a living and then gets craft service on Desert Island, uh, just is is just in a building with the lights off and then he's still Bear Grillsing around, being like, oh, so when you're when you're in when you're in pure darkness, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to stay low to the ground and make sure all your bearings are covered. Make sure you can find a suitable source of water because in in and a safe shelter in, in in your own home because you can't you can only survive two days without a clean supply of water. So water is the most important thing that you and he's just in in his own home with the lights off and it's just it's just a little bit funny. It's a little bit funny. I. <laughs> It was, it, I, I did, I, I think, it, oh no, that show was called Worst Case Scenario with Bear Grylls, and one episode was just like, Worst Case Scenario, what happens if the lights turn off and they don't turn on again? <laughs> and I don't know the statistics about, like, actual proper blackouts. Like, I'm sure, like, a blackout in New York City would be, like, devastating, like, in a, in a, in a city environment, but, like, realistically, like maybe, maybe the death tolls for blackouts are, I mean, like, maybe, like, I get it, like, blackout straight, all the street lights go off, and all the, all the, uh, traffic lights go off, that shit's dangerous, I get that, but, like, being in your own house, I've, I've, I've experienced a few blackouts in my time, and I just go, like, damn, that's, that's shit, that's shit, oh, fuck, my laptop wasn't shut, like, that's, that's the, (laughs) that's the worst part of a blackout for me, I guess I'm not on any, um, life support machines that are, that are, 
on electricity. Like I'm, I do have that privilege. Like I'm pretty sure most of the population does. There's a few fair few that don't have that privilege, unfortunately. But uh, I can survive with that power for a day or two. That is something I can like. I can do. I can I can achieve that, and I and I'm I'm proud of myself for it. I can go Amish for it. Like if it was like that television show Revolution, where like like an EMP wipes out all electrical shit always I like I wouldn't love that I wouldn't like that that much <clears throat> sorry little burp little burp and so my first tip on how to survive indigestion uh, <laughs> is don't drink uh, soda too fast because otherwise you go you go you go to burp town burp town population this guy sitting right here um <laughs> I am a dickhead. Um, when people talk about surviving and survival situations, the one of the some more, more, some of the more com- like well, I'm not going to be talking about like, like what's it called, uh, like proper ones yet. Um, like, but people are like, when watching a horror movie, specifically horror movies, they're like, how would I survive in versus if if it was me versus Freddy versus Jason? You know, like I don't think that many people would. Um, I guess it's just a running game. Uh, running game with Running Man. I think. Remember Running Man? That was a fun time in popular culture history. But no. Um, uh, let me just talk. Sorry, I'm just checking my phone. People, I'm very popular. No, but I was watching... I watched the... I've been catching up on films. I've been doing a lot of... Ca- I'm watching Scary Movie, actually. Before I record this, I was watching Scary Movie for the very first time. A little bit problematic, but you know. It's neither here nor there. Um... It's a, there's some characters in this movie that are just oh boy uh, don't, that's the problem with watching old comedies so much of it doesn't it's funny but there are parts of it that are just unbelievably cringy and they do not stand up I do like the satire I do like the parody but some, Jesus fucking Christ there are some parts of this You, if you watch Scary Movie now you, you if you're a Scary Movie fan um, not fan not a fan of scary movie, like it's the scary movie, the the the, the 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 franchise scary movie, not not the genre of scary movies. Um, you'll know that there's a certain parts in it that is just uh, I do I do like they do it very well, not the cringe parts, but like they're, they're parodying Scream at the moment. Jesus, they like the set design, the costumes, like everything, like everything around it is so well done. It's a well-made parody, at least this first one. I haven't seen any of the Scream movies, scary movies. I've seen Scream. I haven't seen any of the scary movies and watching it for the first time now. I'm I'm giving them kudos, at least for the production and props department. It's very fun. It's a very fun film uh, in that sense. Again, some of the characters in there are very problematic and I do not enjoy the stereotypes in there, but give credit where credit is due. Um, Anyway, there's that. But no, I watched The Ring for the first time. I watched The Ring, the the movie The Ring, based on the the, the like the American remake of of The Ring, um, and I I I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I am not a fan of The Ring movie um, because I was doing one of those things that people do and that people hate all the time, where they would sit and watch The Ring or any horror movies, and um, I was just going like, how would I survive in this situation? In like in a lot of horror movies. I do think of that. I think about, like, how would I make it through? How would I... What would I do? Like, I watched Unhinged the other day. The thriller with Russell Crowe. The Russell Crowe's, like, the big road rage guy. Fuck. 
that's a great film. The tension, brilliant. And you do go, what would I do in this situation? How would I, how would I get out of it? What would I, what would I do? Um, and that's a fun one to do with, because that's a real situation. Even with like Freddy, um, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know his rules. His rules are he gets you while you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Um, he's like Santa, but with with a lot of... He looks a bit different. He still wears, like, winter clothes, though. Um, anyway. No. But, like, you know what his, his rules are? Don't fall asleep. How would you get... Like, if you fall asleep, you die. Like, that's... a th- And, like, Jason as well. He's just... He's just a guy, man. Jason's just a man. Strong man. Very strong. Like, there must be like, some roids... <laughs> Some, some steroids in that lake where he drowned. He just swallowed it all up, and then he was like, I'm strong now. I'm, st- I've been, I've been bench pressing. I've been, I've been bench pressing driftwood. That's, that's what I think that is happening with, with, with Jason there. But you can go like, how would I survive in that situation? Because that is a, that is, but like the ring where you watch the tape and then you get the phone call. It's like, you've got seven days or, and then bye bye, you go to bye bye town. And, and it's done well, it's, it, the build tension-ish, um, it's not that scary, it's not a scary, I w- the ring in my brain, as a child, has always been, like, the scary movie, the most scary movie that anyone could watch, and watching it now, I'm like, there is, n- not, there is creepy, it's like, oh, they might die, um, then there's one guy that's just, the entire film is like, it's not real, shut the fuck up, you're not even, like, not even real, <laughs> and surprising, surprise, surprise, uh, it's the man, the man does that, um, gaslighter, um, but no, I was watching, I was like, I don't know what I would do in this situation, because the writers are making these rules, right, like, they're like, how do we get out of this, we don't even, and like, no one has survived, really, and they're, they're like, how do I, get out of this situation, what is, what is, and a spoiler alert for the ring, um, the way that they pass on, they, they don't die after seven days, is they have to make a copy of the tape, they have to make a copy of the tape, and then they got to show it to someone else, that's the rule, and I'm like, that's just a weird, like, it's, because with Friday the 13th, there's, there's all correlation, with the ring, it definitely feels like the monster is you. You got to do a lot of causation. Like, does, does what? What does if I do this? Does this cause this? And then it's like the death game as well. It's just not. Um, it's not a. It's not. A, I don't understand. I can't. I can't figure it. And I was just like, I can't put myself in this situation because I'd probably just be like, well, there's no stopping this. Whatever this supernatural force is, I can't. Like the. The writers of the ring made those rules, so I can't figure, like, I can't figure, like, scram- like every other horror movie I was like, I can get myself involved into, and I can be like, oh, I can, I can be a major empath, and be, what would I do in these situations? But with the ring, I'd be like, I kind of would just give up, I guess, because it's just like, well, you can't seem to stop it. So it's like, why, why bother trying? Um, yeah, that's, I just don't understand. I, I, I don't like the ring and how to survive the ring is figure out what the producers and the writers of the ring wants just not i just don't understand the the height i guess that when it first came out it was like a little bit of like a they did a very good marketing scheme for the ring uh where they would they would play they, they apparently they used to play just like the tape to on the air they used to just they and but they didn't say it was for the ring or whatever they would just play that, and then they got the buzz around the... F- and they didn't even they didn't even say it. Like, at the end of the ad, they didn't go, like, uh, 
the movie The Ring is it's July twenty third this summer. The Ring is coming at at you live. They didn't do that. They just played the creepy tape, and then they just the ad just ended. It they did that for like a couple of months, and it's that's that's cool. I like I like that they did that. There's a lot of cool things within the Ring trivia page on IMDb that I was reading that I was like, oh, that's actually that's what they did is pretty cool. Am I a fan of the movie? Not really. I I tried to watch Ring two, and then I was like, this, we know the rule now. Why would there be a second one? They gotta do it again. Hmm? Like, <laughs> I don't... I didn't... I didn't... I didn't quite enjoy it. But I did used to enjoy as a child, as a little... As a little... A little baby child. I used to... Again, I used to love watching Bear Grylls Worst Case Scenario. And I also fucking loved me some I Shouldn't Be Alive. I Shouldn't Be Alive. I... I ate that up. I ate it up so much. I love that show. I don't know why. It was just like, ooh, two two hikers going on a hike decided to leave the trail to see if they could see something, and uh oh, they got lost. And then they, and then it took them a while to get back, and they shouldn't be alive. Like a bit rude on the, <laughs> a bit rude on the television uh, executives that go like, you know, these these dumbasses who get themselves lost in the woods and then somehow survive. They shouldn't be alive. They, they should be... It's like, wow. That is that is a that is a big judgment call to make, Mr. Television Executive. Why don't you think... Like... <laughs> but I remember I, I used to watch that show a lot as a kid. And maybe... 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 It messed with my little brain for a bit. I don't know. Because we did... My school had a little excursion one time. Where we went to a little park. A little... Not a little park. Like... It was a fairly decent park. Um... But it was like a national park. It not an it. It's not like the woods. Like it's like ninety percent of it is just like man-made. Although most national parks are man-made, and um, um, mostly um, what's it called? Yeah, it was just like a recreational park. There were trees and stuff. There were hills. There were there were paths, bike tracks, but realistically, it was like a normal area. <laughs> You couldn't get lost there properly, if that makes... Maybe someone has, but if you have, if you have, a little bit weird. If you know, if you want to know what park this is, message me, I'll tell you. Will I tell it on the podcast? No, I don't want to get doxxed. Um, so, we were in this park and then we went an excursion and then the teachers were like, we are doing orienteering today and if you don't know what orienteering is... I, shh, don't tell anyone, but I fucking love it. <laughs> I love orienteering. It's really lame. It's really dumb. It's really dorky. But I love orienteering. It's really, it's just like a treasure hunt, basically. It's like a smart person's treasure hunt, where it's, you get like a compass, you get a map, you get like longitude, latitude, whatever, whatnots, and you got to find certain locations on the map, and then you got to go to them, and then you got to go like answer questions, or do a thing, or whatever, to make sure you oh like stamp a stamp thing and then you do it. it's like it's like amazing race um it's kind of like controlled smaller more condensed geocaching if you oh i love it geocache tiktok get on that shit i love a geocache i love geocaching but yeah this we did we went orienteering in this park and we were confined to the park to go orienteering and we were put pet put into groups of two and we'd go around the park, and we'd go find these locations, and we'd go ask, answer the questions, and we'd go find them, and we gave, we were given a compass, and we are giving, like, 
steps, how, how far to go, what to do. And there were all these little places we could go and we did that. Anyway, so I was paired up with this guy. Um, I've already talked about him in, before on the podcast, but I'm, again, not naming him and will not do what he did. I wasn't a fan. Um, I don't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have listened to this. Although I feel like we'd have a dialogue where we're like, that was a bit mean in, in middle school-ish. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was paired with this guy and then we went off on orienteering. And apparently at that time, me and him, we were not good at orienteering. We, I want to say, were actively bad at orienteering. Um, we did not do well at it. We, <laughs> um, we got lost pretty quickly. We got very, quite lost. Um, I don't know, because we, we got, we got, we went over the hill and far away, and Mother Duck was trying to go quack, 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 but was not having a pace of it at that point in time. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, not at all. We, 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 got, we got lost. <laughs> um, we did not know where to go. We didn't know how to get back. And then, I, like, it was a hot day too. They were like, we were on like a bike track and we were on like a concrete path. We, <laughs> and they were like, we were getting, we couldn't find any water fountain though. And we were getting like, we are, we are, we're getting quite parched. And then my brain as a kid was just like, Oh man, I've seen I shouldn't be alive, and I'm I'm getting kind of scared. I think I'm we're getting lost, and sun's getting real low, <laughs> and I was like genuinely getting like a little bit scared. Like, what if they forget about us? What if they get on the bus? What if they leave? And I was just like, well, I want to say we were like a hundred meters away from where we like started. We were not that far away, but as I've seen so many times before, and I shouldn't be alive with echoes and, and if you, you can sometimes end up going like the complete wrong, di- wrong direction for miles and miles and miles and you get get further and further away from where you need to go and I was like that is I don't this is the start of an I shouldn't be like and I was this it was very much not <laughs> a problem situation but my brain was just like I'm frightened <laughs> and then I told that I told it to the person I was with and I was like that is he said that is that is that is very dumb we're going to be fine. And then the longer we were lost for, he, he kind of was like, no, this is actually, this is actually getting a bit freaky, dude. This is, uh, what if we don't find our way back? And I was like, right, we could be stuck in this park forever. I'm like people will, what? <laughs> it was a very dumb, 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 dumb little story. But hey guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I survived. <laughs> I survived. That is the most important lesson to take away is that no matter what happened, I survived that harrowing and harrowing experience. That was my 127 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh my God, 127 hours. That movie is freaky. Um, scary, scary, scary situation to be in that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have chosen to be in that situation. And, I mean, I guess now it's kind of fun to... Not the, the guy that exists, but James Franco is fun to see him watch him cut his arm off um, and be in a lot of pain. Anyway, that's that's to do with old Jimmy Franks. Um, <laughs> bah, how to survive, though? How do you survive in... Oh, hello. Sorry. Sorry about that one, guys. I was disgustingly interrupted. <laughs> no, it was just me mum. Me mum knocked on my door. My mum knocked on my door to come to my to, uh, to to tell me something, and and I survived, guys. 
I survived that harrowing situation. Um, so you can call me brave, you can call me whatever you want, but that's not my name. <laughs> if you get that reference, um, I like you. You're a good, you're a good one. You're a good egg. Um, no, I feel like I would be, I, I feel like I would be good in a survival situation if I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I was trapped in like, I know that I think I said this on my stargazing podcast about my biggest fear is being trapped in the middle of like, it's not about like, I'm not scared about crashing into the ocean. Like I'm not scared of a plane crash. I'm scared of surviving a plane crash and being in the middle of the ocean. Ocean, that shit terrifying. And anyway, so I don't like that, but like an island situation, I feel like I've like, I watched a lot of Survivor. I watched I shouldn't be alive. I watched a lot of Bear Grylls. I've watched a lot of media that revolves around surviving on an island. Haven't seen Lost. Um, I haven't seen that one, but I've seen a lot of media result revolving around like how do you survive? How do you make fire? How do you? I guess I don't carry flint with me everywhere, but um, I feel like I could. I don't know if I can make a fire. Actually, I don't know if I can make a fire. I know like what I should, like, because every time people like, how to make a fire in the woods, first things first, you're going to need a piece of string, and it's like, well, what, how do you, maybe you just should carry string on you all the time, or like, you're going to need some, like, like, metal shavings, don't have, I can't say I have that, um, I need like, I know like the basic, comp- I don't know how to like, caveman start a fire, I don't know how to make a fire from like, scratch, like, that is something I'm not aware of how to do but I can I'll figure I could figure it out maybe at some point I'm not too sure though I don't know if I could but I could definitely just be like get it I know I would get a shelter and I can try to catch food and I first port a call find some water because it's the 333 rule I think things like three hours without a shelter in harsh weather three days without water and three weeks without food those, it's the three, I think that is, it could be, I could be very off, again, uh, these podcasts, don't listen to a fucking word I say, but this is how to survive in a, these situations, um, this is, this is what I, this is from my experience, what I've seen in media, which we all know, always has, it legally has to tell the truth all the time, that's what media is, uh, and from a 21 year old's perspective, which is again, always 100% correct, um, I, I just have all the information that I will ever need to know. I stopped. I've graduated my university degree, so I have stopped learning. I've learned everything that I need to know, everything from naked and afraid to Survivor, to uh, to running wild with Bear Grylls. I do like that show. It's a good show. I would love to do it. Bear, if you're listening, um, sorry, Mr. Grylls, uh, this isn't the road to get on. Ah, oh, I dropped the mouse on the floor. Oh, but you know what, guys, I survived. I survived, um, I'm, uh, dickhead, um, <laughs> that sound was the microphone hitting against my skull, um, scroll, uh, what are we, uh, what's her name, Miss Marvel, no, Miss Marvel, anyway, I didn't forget that name, it's a superhero, the scroll, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, like, monster movies I can't get too invested in, because I know that I would could get stepped on, and then the story would end there. 
I think I've talked about, I've, I've, we've talked about the apocalypse before. If you want to learn about how to survive the apocalypse, listen to the apocalypse episode. These episodes, these podcasts are slowly turning into just advertisements for previous episodes. Um, but I'm more talking about survival situations. So who, who wants to, okay, class, <laughs> okay, class of survivalists. Um, wow, my, maybe my episodes are getting very, very dark. They're getting a lot, I'm not thinking, maybe I'm in not a great headspace. I think I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy at the moment, actually. Very happy. Uh, <laughs> no, um, cause I had like the apocalypse episode. I had stargazing where I kind of had a little, little moment there because I was very terrified because I, I, I was parked. I drove an hour and I parked in this fucking scary car park. And I don't know why I do that. To, like this, I'm just in my house. I'm under a shelf that I'm not too certain about, and I'm surviving this right now, but I did survive that car park as well. I have survived a lot of things. Um, not personally, but I've been around, like, okay, let me tell you some stories about calling, uh, calling the emergency services and how I survived. <laughs> um, so, the fire truck is the, the shortest one, I guess. Um, where basically I was just driving home from work one day. I was just driving home from work and I was just minding my own business, a bit tired. And then as I was, I was on main road, um, of my town. So it was like a bit, it was like busy enough. And then as I was driving past, I saw a house fully engulfed in flames, like, like full in, and there was no one watching, no one standing and no one pulled over. And I was like, I should probably call that in so i pulled over and then i called the 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 triple zero and by at this point because i've already called in a few i've already i'd already called triple zero a couple times before um because i'm cool like that um i knew what to do because i always hear these stories by people like calling triple zero and they're like what's your location and they go like i'm at 182 crescent drive and you're like how the fuck did you know that if you weren't at your own, they'll be like, I was just driving past 182 Crescent Drive and I, and I had to, I saw the house on fire and I had to, I had to put it, I, I had to call triples and they, and they answer it. I mean, and I don't know how they, especially in the past, like, I don't know how any ambulances got anywhere in the past, but the, but nowadays I'm still just like, I do not know what road I am on. I do not know where I am going. I don't know any addresses, any roads, any street names, none. I don't know none of that. But so when I called triple zero this time around, um, even though I was on main road and I don't even know if I knew it was called main road. <laughs> so I just, before I called triple zero, I was, I just opened Google maps and just went, where am I? And then it just gave me the address. And then I looked at the house that was on fire and I was like, that one's gone now. Um, <laughs> so I called triple zero. I had Google maps already open. I had Google, I had Google Maps on speaker, I had triple zero on speakerphone, and <laughs> I then just like moved over apps and like, where is your location? I'm like, I'm on main road, my town. Um, and there's a huge fire going on. There's a huge fucking, the house is fully engulfed. I was proud of myself because I feel like that's a proper fire word. Um, it was fully engulfed. Um, like it was crazy. Uh, they ended up saying like seven fire trucks which was nuts, like seven or eight, five, five, they closed off like the roads because it was like full. And luckily I'm just spoiler alert, but also very lucky. Um, the house was abandoned. I don't know why I'm not going to speculate why it got burnt down, but it's already on the market, that plot of land, <laughs> but you did not hear that from me. No, you know, there. I just, I'm just 
I just don't know what, how it burnt down. Uh, no one was injured. Everyone was safe. No, I don't even think anyone was in the house of, at the time of the fire. But what I was most scared of, which is it was silly to think back on, is that at the time, because at work, um, I have a uniform at work and I'm not supposed to wear my uniform out of work, but I don't want to get changed after work. I can wear like my pants and my shirt and whatever. And that's pretty, my, my uniform is just like black pants and then like the company shirt. Um, and I can't really wear that out with like the logos on all that stuff. So what I do is I usually just bring a jacket and I wear the jacket and then I walk, go into work and it's, and it's the all problems. There's no problems with that. Um, which is fine and dandy and I'm g- glad with that, but I have to, so guess that day I have this like big green coat one may say trench coat <laughs> it's a trench coat it's very long it's very green um and I have a beard I've got long hair um and I saw <laughs> I was like I because I was also I was a little bit because I once I learned that the, look it was an abandoned house everyone's probably safe I wanted to watch to see how, like in the real, because I've seen Chicago Fire, I've seen Station 19, I've seen 911, the television show, I've watched a lot of emergency service related television programs, and I wanted to know how they do it in the real world, I want to know how they put out a blaze, like, to that extent, in reality, and I was watching, and I was, I was like, wow, this is so cool, they're doing all these things, and they're, they're trying to control blaze, they, they were really focusing on, like, not letting it spread to any other properties, and it was like a really cool thing to watch all the procedures and maneuvers. And I was, so I was watching it from across the road. I was, it, the fire was so hot. I was standing across the road about 50 meters away and I could feel the heat on my face very much. So, and by this point there was like huge crowd of people there, like absolutely huge crowd of people. People were stopping left, right and center because I was the first domino to fall on that one. I'm a trendsetter. What can I say? Um, <laughs> no. And then. Oh, and then the cops came and they started like interviewing people if they seen what happened, what not. I didn't see what happened, but I was standing there. I called it in and yada, yada, yada. And they took my name down. And I, and I, after they had left, I was like, oh, shit. I just look like an arsonist <laughs> with my green trench coat and everything. I just, and my beard and just my whole everything. And just like, I was focused. I was so like entranced and looking at the fire. I was like, fuck. If there's one thing I know about arsonists is that the the crimes that they commit, they love watching and watching it happen. And I was like, oh no, they're going to assume I did this. And I was like, oh no, this, this is not, this does not look good. I hope that they don't go like, hey, we need to ask you some more questions about the fire you caused. I'm like, what? I didn't cause it. And they're like, no, nah, that's exactly what they, what someone who would do that would say. Sorry, just responding to a message. Not first response. I've been a first responder far too much. Like I haven't. I've only called triple zero three times. They've called me a few times. That's because they need to be like, "Hey, what? What did you say again?" And I was like, "I'm here." Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not gonna go into that. That's a story for another day. That's the infamous Zoom date story. Uh, is why I called another emergency service. And then there was again. I had to call an the police. No, the ambulance. I called both, let's be real, uh, on King Street at one point because there was a, a brawl that ended badly um, and I had to do all the witness stuff. But I'm not going to... I don't know if I can talk about that. I'll wait a bit to tell that story as well. But those are another two. Again, and just the points where I was just... I was more a witness to the King Street one where I was just like, I saw what happened. 
and and someone was talking to me and I was like I need a the the police and they're like I'll call the police for you and then they yeah I, I'm already talking too much about that one <laughs> you didn't hear from me though that I don't know if the court things and whatnot I don't know the rules am I a journalist I don't know what's happening anymore in this crazy time I'm gonna get cancelled by government a uh, government if you're listening to this um message if if i can't say this message me and i'll get rid of it so fast and i'm so sorry that i said anything about that but uh i am immediately sorry right now and i immediately go like oh i didn't know that that was actually the rule um so if you want me to get rid of it just let me know and i will delete this podcast as soon as i can (laughs) um no need to do anything wrong with me i i don't know if this is i it's it's my life it's now or never, so I don't know if I'm going to live forever. Um, so I'll just get rid of it if you need me to do that. I will. Um, that's how to survive when dealing with the government. <laughs> uh, just go like, I'm sorry, and let them help, and then try to try your best to help, let them not do bad things. Um, what am I fucking talking about? I don't... What is this? Is this anything? <laughs> uh... Burp Town's back. Um, I don't know why I'm so burpy right now. Burpcast population me. Um, so yeah, my computer updated recently, so I actually don't know how long these podcasts are now. They updated, so uh, my voice recorder thing that I use um, to record my voice and how I'm recording this podcast right now uh, gives me like a time and how long it goes. And yes, the last podcast that I recorded, it said I was like at an hour and ten minutes, and I was like, fuck, I need to like. I can wrap this up now. But then when I exported and everything, it was like down to 49 minutes. And I was like, hang on a second. It lied to me. It did a big old, it did a big old fib. It did a big old fib. It fibbed. I don't like that. Um, Chrissy, wake up. Sorry, TikTok. Um, so let me just double check real quick to see how long I've gotten recording and I'll be right back. So apparently I need to talk to you fuckheads a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but I, I produce... I, I was going to say, right, very funny. Um, I'm the creative director, I'm the creative liaison, I am the CFO, the CEO. I make all the choices in this podcast, and I make the choice that I want to do hour-long episodes now. Uh, <laughs> so, for some reason, I've made that choice, and for some reason, I'm cranky about sticking to it. Which, who doth, who, that's a weird, that's a weird vibe that I'm putting, that's a weird vibe I'm p- putting, picking down, p- putting it up. Uh, no, but yeah, um, about survival situations, I have not, I've fortunately not been in many where I've gone like, oh, I need to, this is, this is an uh oh that I need to try to make it out of, um, and I'm, I don't know if I'm lucky, I think I'm lucky, I almost got a ticket once, but I, but I got out of it because I almost cried, uh, that's, that's my way of how to survive a ticket, I, I got a ticket because, um, I didn't get a ticket, which was very, I was very grateful and fortunate for, because I was trying to find a car park in the city, in, in the, in the central business district of Melbourne, Melbourne, Victoria. Um, and if you know, if you, I'm trying to get, a, I was trying to get a free car park, you know, I was trying, not a free, but like street parking. I was trying to find some street parking and I wasn't having much luck and I was getting very cranky. I was getting very angry. I was getting like very frustrated, um, like extremely upset not really kind of road raging but not like at anyone in particular just like at 
the circumstances I've been put in because people kept like getting car parks in front of me and I was like I was getting so upset at the point that I was like you don't deserve that I deserve it because um, I've been looking for so long and I was listening to a podcast at the time and I was like I don't I do not want to be listening to a podcast right now I'm not listening to it I'm just in a blind fury and I'm just trying to find a car park because I got into the city an hour earlier than I was supposed to so I could find a car park and at the time I was becoming late that's how long I was looking for a car park um, because I didn't want to pay like $90 to park in a place. Um, I was getting really upset and I, I came to a red light and I was like, I just changed from a podcast to a song on my phone. I know I'm not supposed to do that. That is not good to do. That is the wrong thing. Um, I, and I just did that and I just put my phone down as fast as I could. Uh, and, and as I was doing that, the, a cop, the cops pulled up next to me at the red light and I was like shit I threw my phone down on the ground because I know I know I'm not supposed to even touch my phone shouldn't shouldn't I shouldn't touch it that's not a good thing um and then the cops were like put down your window and I was like shit me sideways um so I rolled down the window and I said hello and they were like hey <laughs> what you doing on your phone and I was like sorry I can't hear you because my music is very loud. I heard them verbatim. I heard them very well. Um, I just went to panic. I was going to an improv, improv, improv class, uh, an improvising class, and I could not think of any excuse. <laughs> but I gave myself a little like buffer time, so I was turning down the music um, and trying to think of something to say that's a good excuse to be on my phone, and nothing was coming to me. And then they said it again what were you doing on your phone? And I was like, oh, um, there's no good excuse for me to be on my phone right now, which was my panicked response. Cause I didn't, I genuinely, cause I was so scared. I was so scared. I had forgotten why I changed, I, why, why I was on my phone. I'm not, I don't go on my phone while I'm driving. That is not, a, I'm not that human. I'm so not that human. I was just, the circumstance, and I know that the circumstances do not justify the cause, but those were the circumstances, and I just it blanked on why I was even on my phone. I forgot. I was so scared. Um, because cops. Uh, <laughs> no one's a fan of cops at the best of times. <laughs> and I was, I was freaking out, and I was like, I don't, I, they're still in their car. We're still at the red light. The red light turns green. And we're taking up two lanes of traffic and we're just sitting there. And the cops were like, do not, you do not go anywhere. Do not, do not move. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I was. And we're just taking up two lanes of traffic. Um, uh, and that's cause they're still in their car. They're talking to me from their car. And I was like, <laughs> and they're like, y yes, cor that's the correct answer. <laughs> you got the correct answer to that question. And they were like, cause I was on my red P plates at the time. Uh, which are probation plates for after my learners, well, my learning plates. So I got my, it's like a half license, whatever. Um, and they're like, you know how many demerit points you got on your red P's? And I was like, oh no, how many? And they're like, five. And I was like, oh, that is not a lot. Not a lot of points. And like, do you know how much texting and driving is? And I was like, no. And they're like, it's like three. And I was like, oh, that is not good. That's That's a lot of the points. That's a lot of the points just for being on my phone and which I should not have been doing I cannot reiterate enough that is not what I, I should have been doing I was bad um and then 
uh, I was like, I was getting really, oh, I'm so sorry, I really, I don't know what came, I don't know, and I was like, oh, I was almost in tears, I was almost in tears, and I'm not like, I'm not one of those people who like are trying to, like fake crying to get out of a ticket, I was genuinely terrified, because driving is my life, and I love driving, and driving makes my life so much easier, and better, because I'm a creative, and I need to be in places all the time, I drove an hour and a half to a boat museum, for fuck's sake, like, that I love driving so much and I won't be out. My life would be drastically different if I couldn't drive. Uh, and I was freaked. I, that, I, all that was running through my mind and I was like really, really, really panicking. Um, and just getting really upset. <laughs> and I think they could tell how scared I was at that point in time because they were like, we're going to let you off with a warning this time. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, thank you so much. I'll never do it again. And I genuinely have not been on my phone once while driving again. Maybe. No, no I haven't. <laughs> I'm not going to say that publicly. No, I haven't been on my phone while driving again because I just always think back to that one situation that makes me so terrified to even fathom. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. I'm, I will never do it again. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And like, all right, all good. okay, fine. And they drove off and then I drove off and I was like, oh. and then I found a car park and then I did my improvised comedy class like a fucking idiot. Like I was just like, I, oh, the, the adrenaline was, was palpable. Um, it was so freaky, and I like to think that they'd let me off because I'm, I was such a smooth talker, and I talked my way out of that ticket. That is not the case. I think they were just looking at the crumbling mess that I was becoming and just thinking like, oh, he ha- he doesn't need to lose demerit points and to lose, like, to pay, like, however much money the fine is. He's learning his lesson right now. <laughs> like, this is enough for him to learn to never do this again. I think they were making those connections because of how much I was getting, like, emotionally, like, freaking out. Uh, they they were like, all right, this guy, I think, understands what he did is wrong. We're going to let him go. And um, that's, that, that is what, that's how, that is how this white, go- that, this is how this white male dealt with the cops. <laughs> and I know, also in Australia, we've got, we don't have the best cops. We don't. Well, we do have good cops, but, like, I'm sure there's stuff that they do that do not get covered by our Murdoch media that we are not aware of. Um, But we're not America, because in America, they're afraid everyone has guns, and they're a little bit bigoted over there. Um, But, yeah, it's just... It was just, like, that that was what I did, uh, and that's how I... That's... uh, I was very scared, and it was... It was scary. I did not... I don't like it. Um... And that's, whoa, sorry, my headphones became unplugged. I'm a mess, I think. I'm a, I think I'm a very messy person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the headphones came out. I'm just, I'm just wackadooing around, just having a silly, silly fun time. I'm trying to think of other times, like I've, I've broken bones, but that was, I, there was, it wasn't like a scary situation. I just like, I'm a bit silly sometimes. Like, I don't think I was, like, personally been like a, this is, this is, this is looking grim moment. So this is why I'm dedicating a whole episode to how to survive. And I guess the the title is how to survive. Have I survived so far? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've survived many things. I I, I haven't been in a proper fight. The closest thing I've come to a fight is, like, Legally Blonde the Musical. I did Legally Blonde the musical when I was in year 11? Yeah, year 10. Year 10 I did Legally Blonde, yeah. And I played Kyle, the UPS delivery guy. And 
it was a great role. I loved it. It was it was really fun. It was a dancing role. I got to have a lot of fun. But if you know anything about Illegally Blonde, you'll know that there's this little thing called the bend and snap, which is a d- little dance move slash uh, persuasive uh, technique where you bend over and then you snap up to, to show off your booty and then to show off your booby. Um to get a, to get a, to get the male gaze fully initiated. Um, and in, in the movie and in the musical, the whole sequence ends with Paulette Bonafonte doing a whole bend and snap for Kyle, the delivery guy. Um, and at the end of when Paulette Bonafonte does it, she accidentally punches Kyle in the face. And when we did it on one of the nights, we have a fake punch, and I ended up getting punched in the face. I still have a little jaw click right now, actually, because I didn't have a jaw click before. Now I have a little bit of a jaw click <laughs> because of that situation, which I it, like. I do not blame the person who played Paulette because of uh, that. It, it was like a thing that happens just on a stage and it made, it hurt quite a bit. No blood. I was in the next scene. So I had to go around the back and get changed, do a little quick change into my, into my courtroom costume. Cause I played multiple characters cause high school musicals are fun like that. <laughs> cause it's almost like we don't have a full Broadway cast uh, and there's no fill-ins or anything like that. It's just us. Um, but no, I really, might, I, I enjoyed it, but I did. It was the first and only time I've ever been in, uh, I've ever been punched in the face. And boy, oh boy, it, it rocked. Getting punched in the face rocks your socks. It rocks your socks a little bit, but you know what? You can survive. Um, during lockdown, um, I was the guy that asked people whether, if they have their vaccination certificate and whatnot at the front of my restaurant, which was not fun. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was so bad because I had a few moments where people got quite aggressive at me specifically. Um, and like threat, there was one guy who threatened to fight me who was in like a big, he was, he was taller than me and I'm very tall. Um, and it was in like a basketball Jersey. So his guns were showing and I was like, Oh, if we got into a fight right now, he would win. Um, but I do believe that I would win most fights I'd get into. I don't know. I have a weird ego about it, even though I've never, I did jujitsu for a while for, for not a long time for like a minute, a minute. Um, but I still think I could, I could survive a, like some fight. I don't know. I don't want to get into a fight. I'm not a fighting person, but I just feel like I could, I feel like I could do it. Um, anyway, I feel like I've, to- I've talked about that before. Anyway, I'm repeating myself. Uh, and I think to survive, you just got to be yourself and you got to live, you got to laugh, you got to love. And that's the most important thing to learn about how to survive in this day and age. Living, laughing and loving Kmart. <laughs> I think that's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate everyone you listening. Uh, follow the Jetbon on Instagram, the Jetbon on TikTok. Have fun. Uh, share the love. Uh, get out there and go do whatever you want to do. Have that adventure that you've been planning going on. And just go out there and live life, man. Or yeah, whatever. That's ju- just do it. Just go out there and have 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 a have a dandy time. Don't don't slow down. Keep keep on keeping on. 
My name's been Jeb Bond. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and see you on the next one. Bye.